Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to Cinema Vino. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us again. We're back down to a trio for this broadcast. Oh, well, Sean's here. <laughs> in he, spirit. He's here, yes. He's in a different area code with his other hoes. Yeah. So they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so we're going to talk about uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. This podcast, we're going to do a little mini show that's going to be spoiler free. So then we're going to do one that has spoilers. So pick your poison. If you haven't seen it, this is the, the mini-sode that you want to listen to. Ooh, good yeah. call. I yeah. didn't think of that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to discuss our thoughts, and we'll start with Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, Travis, <laughs> uh, the, I will say that you need to Google that as well, because before we went to go see it, I, I wanted to just see some random reviews about it. Mm. And, of course, I just typed in, like, <clears throat> Star Wars review, um, you know, uh, no, no spoilers. And... And these were not spoilers, but there were little things that, like, I was like, what the hell? Like, this is clearly a spoiler of some sort. But, yeah. you know, it really, you, if you're wanting to Google it, you need to actually say in there, like, no spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I ultimately liked it. Um, not being the, as, like, you and Trav and Sean are, the, the real big Star Wars fans. Oh, Todd um, beats the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, not, not being in-depth and following it. I do think that, you know, Last Jedi was kind of boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still liked to watch it. Yeah. That's how this one was. But I think, this is going to sound bad, but I think I went into it a little negatively. And there were a few things where, you know, we can talk about in the spoiler episode that I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Um, cringy. Yeah, cringy. Um, I, there I, were two or three spots when Taylor and I were both, like, made, made yeah. gestures and giggled to each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, you're an idiot if you don't go see it. It's like, I mean, why not? Don't boycott it. Just go see it. Yeah. Um, the, I told Todd right after the movie, the one thing I, and maybe I was just looking at other things, but one of like the things that I think of when I see Star Wars are the um, the wipes, the transitions from like scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see a lot of those. Yeah. Like just the, 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 and I was like. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And I, and I told Todd after the movie, I'm like, that kind of bummed me out. Cause like, that's like the, like to me. Is like an iconic, you know, the first Star Wars four, five, and six. Like that, that was a thing. Yeah, and they did it in A New Hope for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I know they probably did it, but I just didn't get to see a lot of. They it. were more hidden. They were yeah. Away. I probably just didn't. Get to see also, a lot of it them. reminded me of a, like a turn of the page because like Ang yeah, Lee exactly. did Hulk, and I was not a big fan of that um, of, of some of that editing. But he did like like different uh, panels and stuff. But I think he also did like kind of a page turn thing on that. But I was like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. And I'll talk more about the spoiler episode, but um, the only other negative thing I can say about it is I do feel like it jumped around. I'll discuss the scenes in the next episode, but 
towards the end, there were some. I I feel like it was just jumping around a little too much. Yeah. I I liked it. I know you have, you know just like with um, Avengers Endgame, like you have to do a lot of shit. You have to tie it up real quick, uh, so you kind of have to bounce around. But you know, besides that, I. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did what they said they were going to do and kind of answered a lot of questions, wrapped some shit up, and I think they did that. Yeah. And, you know, I think for any Star Wars fan, hey, you, you know, you have to go see it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually liked it as well. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, the first 10 minutes seemed like uh, a whole um, very quick edits, and it was a lot of course correcting by J.J. Abrams, I feel. Yeah. Um, and that he, uh, I hate to say, listen to the fans and, and their, their problems with the previous film, which I thought also was not great. Um, but he, yeah, he, he did a lot of course correcting. They did not answer all the questions that I had, and they also brought up some brand new ones where we were like, well, wait, what the hell? What's this happening here? And I feel like they've done enough at this point where they're uh, going to answer these questions in either novelizations that come out later or more Clone Wars-type animated series that Clone Wars was great in between episodes uh, two and three. Yeah, Like, if you watch all those, you're like, oh, shit, I really know what's happening now. And a lot of this more makes sense because... They've they even said you you know in episode four oh I fought with your dad and the Clone Wars was Obi Wan to to Luke and it's just one throwaway line and they take that one line make it the title of episode two and they're like okay so this is the Clone Wars and then boom you hit episode three and the Clone Wars is pretty much over mm-hmm. like you get whatever the aftermath is and you don't see any of what it was about so I feel they've set themselves up. To do video games, novels, uh, you know, cartoons, whatever they want, in the, or you know, Disney Plus um, TV oh, yeah. series. Yeah. So they're not giving you everything, but it kind of pissed me off. But it was really not a bad flick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did answer a lot of questions and and some issues I had, <laughs> and it omitted some stuff from. The Last Jedi just decided not to even tackle it, where I was like, oh, okay, well, this is even more dog shit than before. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that those were my thoughts. But I guess, um, Sean, what did you think? I, just, I can't. Edit. Todd, can we turn his mic on? <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, Todd. Um, well, before I get to my opinion, if on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you guys give it if you were rating it? Man, so if, if in I think you did you make a post about rating the Star Wars films? Did you actually do that? Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, not, yeah. not I've seen. So, yeah. so would everyone consider Empire Strikes Back a ten? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't damn near. Yeah, yeah. I want to say I gave Force Awakens maybe a seven out of ten, mm-hmm. which if you translate that to stars would be what three and a half out of five. Yeah, and that's mainly because it, it gave you the good nostalgia and everything. But it took too many beats from A New Hope. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I, I get it. Just, you know, bring everybody back in. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, I want to say maybe a four out of ten. 
two stars. I was not enthused. I also was not enthused with the Disney's, um, their stance after it came out and defending. I mean, they have to defend it, mm-hmm. but I was not enthused. So if I give that first one a seven, second one a four, this one, I'd put back about a six. Actually, you know what? I would give it a seven too because it broke new ground. Yeah, It wasn't, I didn't necessarily agree with it, but they took it in a different direction. Um, yeah, I'll give it a seven. Put it on, on Force Awakens. I, I was thinking six or seven. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, I, I would really need to go watch and rewatch The Last Jedi. I was like, um, I guess Netflix still has it. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't really jumped Just on Just till the end of this month. Yeah. I think it, so I didn't, January, re- I didn't rewatch it, just, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, and maybe because I was just kind of happy to see it all come to an end. Yeah. So maybe just the happiness, probably a seven. Yeah. I would say probably a six for myself. Yeah. And this is going to be weird, but it actually made me think more of The Last Jedi. It actually improved my opinion because it's like I admire the bravery of Ryan, Ryan Johnson to go a little off the beaten path with his with the story a little bit because it's like it's like comics where different writers do different things, mm-hmm. and he wanted to kind of go off out into the weeds a little bit. <clears throat> it's like people are going to go see it no matter what, you yeah. know. It, it was like the you know the Beatles when they did Sgt. Pepper. It's like people are going to buy this no matter what. So let's do something funky and crazy and off the wall. And you know I'm not comparing that movie to Sgt. No, Pepper, but, but yeah. it's like it's the same idea. And so I, I, this movie was very much the safe ground of you know we're going to kind of play it you know more conventional and not do anything crazy like make Luke Skywalker an old hermit you know we're yeah. not, or make Ray come from nowhere. Yeah. You know, we're going to make this a little safer. We're going to do the more safer beats of it. She is now somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and it, well, I mean, not really give anything away about who she is, but this this goes into different detail about it. Kind of does a left turn from Last Jedi, but that's that the whole movie does a left turn. It yeah, it's a whole lot of course correction, mm-hmm. and I agree. You know, Ryan Johnson he he went off to do his own thing. I don't agree that it worked, mm-hmm. and. This last film, and one of my big questions from the previous film, I'm like, they're going to need to fix this one thing, or this was even more dog shit than it originally was. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was not addressed. Um, and looking back and, and looking back and doing the thing about rating all the movies, it's, it's kind of lost how ballsy it was to make Darth Vader Luke Skywalker's dad. Yeah, how ballsy that was to do that at the time, where it's like this is going to be crazy. Yeah, you know we're we're going left turn ninety degrees, and it may work, it may crash the whole franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think you, I mean, I think it was when the Force Awakens came out, but you know, or Last Jedi, but they had all those interviews with Mark Hamill, and he even said he was like, you know, they shot two different, or they they shot the you know. He he didn't know the reaction. Is that, is that right? It's like uh, it wasn't. I'm your father. It, it was it was like you know um, Obi Wan. Uh, Obi Wan. It was like, and so he didn't know until they came in. So it's like yeah, that that was like oh, that's all overdubbed. Yeah, it it, yeah. It, it, it it was just crazy to be like that. They even like that makes me think that even in their mind they're like this is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like like George Lucas knew it was like I'm about to drop some bombs on some people, so I don't want to let anybody know. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I I enjoyed it. I you know, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It kind of is in that gooey middle ground for me, where it's like, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, it's like the old saying about like 
you know, even bad pizza is still pizza. Right. You know, it's exactly. like even mediocre Star Wars is still Star Wars. Which I, honestly, and that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like that's why I kind of want to go back and rewatch Last Last Jedi, but it's like I, it's you're still going to go see it. Yeah. I think I did read, and this is not a spoiler, but like what it was under expectations by about. Oh yeah, 20, it didn't hit two hundred million. Yeah, one seventy five. Honestly, so. they, um, I, they. They, they they fucked some of the fans, and then when the fans didn't like it, they fucked them again. They were like, "Well, you're it's it's a very fifty fifty film, the mm-hmm. the the middle one." And um, I dislike it for reasons, but not for all the asshole reasons. Some of the like the super fans have just like hated a female protagonist or a black protagonist or what like. I mean, I dislike it for nerd reasons, yeah. not like just being an asshole reason. Yeah, Star Wars has to be, be the toughest fan base to please in all of movies. It has to be the most difficult, fickle, you know, to where it's like, and you can see between these two movies where one movie tries to go crazy, like departure, like we're gonna do some nutty, you know, out there stuff, and people hate it. Yeah. And then with this one, it's like, okay, well, then we'll do fan service and give you guys more of what you want, and then people hate that one too. Yeah. Can I say that we've had The Mandalorian come out um, since, and John Favreau is a, the show um, uh, overseer of the show, and we also have a guy named Dave Filoni who has helped out and directed several episodes. He directed a lot and wrote for the Star Wars Clone Wars animated series, which has got another season coming out in February, yep. apparently the final one on Disney+. Plus. Now, I'm not saying every single one of those episodes was like a knockout, you know, he knocked it out of the park. I would really like to see him direct a live-action, like, Star Wars movie. Yep. Like, if we don't have the GOT Game of Thrones showrunners doing another trilogy in the next few years or whatever, they, they think they're going to... Let Star Wars chill for a while before they do another um, anything in, in theaters. Yeah. But I would like Dave Filoni to have a fuck ton of money behind him and get to craft a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Um, to be to be actual showrunner because he's he's good shit. Mm-hmm. It would be because it's like and I'm not taking away from their achievement on either of those shows, but I think it's also a little bit easier when you don't have that pressure on you of doing the big feature movie. You know, to where it's like with the Mandalorian, it's like there's no Skywalkers in it, and it's like there's it doesn't have the Jedi burden of it, so right. you kind of have less pressure to well, do that. Yeah. So, but Mandalorian, the the problem with it is, man, it's great. Everybody enjoyed it at the beginning, but it's been a little slow, and you're yeah. like, I need a little more progressing the story forward, and not so much episode of the week. Yeah, um, just you know, th- those are good and. Each one of the episodes has has been great, like entertaining. There have been misses here and there, but they're still good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we need more. There's leaving the audience wanting more, and then there's just not delivering, not giving enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I see that too. But yeah, so this is our uh, our Force Awakens or not for uh, Skywalker. Discussion. That stupid last waking walker. Mm. <laughs> what are we drinking? Uh, we're doing French wines. We're doing a bandol. Let me see if I can pronounce it's this. A, oh, it's a, the le, le Pepe Le Pew. The Man du Gros Noré bandol. Um, 
I'm doing my next book will be all French wines with movies. So, <laughs> so I had a lot of fun doing those reviews for the, the last book, so I'm going to do nothing but French wines. You English pig dog. Oh. Um, Tay, what was the one that we drank right before? Oh, that was a Raptor Ridge Pinot. I just, a little, little sippy poo on the way over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I made a drink. Nobody else wanted to drink it. Uh, it was eggnog at the, the liquor store that we, uh, we we work at. Actually, all three of us were there today. Todd came out of retirement mm-hmm. to uh, help us out yeah. and help me with a difficult customer that wanted to pay you in four different gift cards for, for <laughs> alcohol. For well, uh, it was two of... different ones, and she was like, mm, there should be this amount on this. There was not that amount. <laughs> Trying to force me to do math. Long story short, um, this is an eggnog Russian now, I would prefer Evan Williams' eggnog, but this is Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog. Um, one portion, and one portion Kahlua, and two parts Tito's vodka. This is a uh, white Russian made with an eggnog. Drinking by myself, because everybody else hates me. But I'm also having wine, and it's delicious. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm agnostic when it comes yeah. to that. So You're what? I'm agnostic. I just wanted to make sure everybody heard what you said. <laughs> that was really good. Um, but, yeah, this is our spoiler-free one. And if you want to get deep, we're going to do spoilers. Nasty. Nasty. Yeah, we, we nasty. Uh, uh, uh. So, yeah, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to top ourselves off wine, and y'all come back for the spoiler-laden episode. We're going to try and fix Sean's mic, I guess. Yeah, he, we're, he's doing a weekend at Bernie's thing over here. Would you just put your pants back on? Jesus. <laughs> Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.